Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Surge Strength Podcast. Hope you're doing well. We're continuing our series here of interviewing swimmers that we're working with here at Surge Strength, delivering remote custom programs for them to maximize what they can do in the water. And this next one with Maddie, uh, today's episode is really cool. She is just, uh, or just about, crossed the one year anniversary of working with us and the difference in one year to the next is just incredible. So her mom actually was the one that first contacted us about a year ago at this time. Maddie had just come off of her uh, end of season short course championship meet, added a bunch of time, was kind of burned out with the sport of swimming and just really wasn't in a good spot as an athlete. Fast forward a year now, she has achieved her futures cut in the 200 back. More importantly, she is excited about swimming and going for it in terms of getting best times in basically every race she swam this year at the championship meet. And she's excited about now swimming in college and going on the recruiting tours and all that uh, is involved with the college search. And so it's really cool for us at Surge to see how we can play a small role in that and specifically with the younger swimmers, to make sure that swimming isn't a sport that just leaves a bad taste in their mouth. There's so much effort and time and energy that goes into a sport like swimming. It's worth it to make sure you're doing everything you can to maximize your potential. And I think we've really been able to do that for Maddie over this last year and the results speak for themselves. So this, the actual recording that you're about to listen to, the conversation between myself, Maddie, and her dryland certified coach, Sarah from Surge Strength, happened uh, a month or so ago. So she hadn't quite gotten to the championship meet. So that's my quick update, kind of the end before the beginning here. But let's j- jump in with the conversation with Maddie here and check out Surge Strength programs if you're interested in helping or getting help, getting stronger on land and seeing that performance in the water. We're onboarding a lot of individuals and teams right now. We'd love to have you join us, but let's jump in our conversation now. Dryland Talk. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Surge Strength Podcast. I'm excited to have Sarah, one of our Dryland Certified Coaches, back again. And with one of the swimmers she's been working with for a while now, Maddie. How's it going, Maddie? I'm good. How are you? So how long have you been training with Sarah? So I first did my beginning testing phase about May of last year. Okay, cool. And what, what prompted you to think, Hey, I need to do like some extra dry land training. (laughs) It was mostly mental for me. I wanted to be able to have somewhere else that I could put some of my goals in addition Mm -hmm. to in the pool. So it really helped me and gave me an edge to look for improvement in other places. Cool. What was, do you remember? Cause it was fairly recent then when you started, do you remember what your impressions were after going through, you know, the initial movement assessments, performance tests? What what did you think? Like just getting through that part of it? It was just really different. It was like, I haven't ever really been in a situation like a weight room or anything like that before. So it was just different. It took a lot of adjusting, but I had people there to help me and figure it out with me. So it was fun though. Like I, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I was excited to keep going. 
That's cool. Sarah, what jumped out to you when Maddie first started with us at Surge Strength in terms of, you know, testing numbers or even just communicating with her? What jumped out to you as her dryland coach? Yeah. So um, since day one, I've known Maddie has so much potential and just that she, when she told me she had never really lifted weights before, other than just like, you know, with her dryland team, like on deck or whatever, like lightweights, I knew that she was going to see so much progress, like right out of the gate. And honestly, like during her evaluations and stuff, like her numbers were really good. Like she was already really athletic, but I just knew she had so much more room to grow. Was it any place in particular that you really saw it or just overall knowing that she hadn't, you know, done any strength training consistently? Definitely her upper body strength for sure. Like pull-ups, push-ups, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, just overall like power, um, for instance, like her vertical jump has improved a ton and, um, squats, deadlifts, all of that. Just seeing those numbers. I was like, all right, we can get a lot better here. That's awesome. So Maddie, what year in school are you now? I'm a junior. Awesome. So you're, you're in the middle of the college recruiting and all that stuff going on right now. I'm figuring out and feeling it out. I'm just going to see how this, like, especially the winter season goes. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but it's all right. So what are your best events or your favorite events, let's say? Um, I'm backstroker and like freestyler, but mid-distance, like 100 and 200 back and then 100 and 200 free. Okay. Wow. So pretty good, pretty good range there. Do you have mm-hmm. like meets coming up? Like you said in the winter training, is there some meets you're mm-hmm. targeting now as it relates to college recruiting? I actually do. in. Like three weeks, I think I have my December meet, like first weekend in December. That's our mid-season champs meet. That's a big one. We're all got, trying to go fast. And then um, coming up later is like state meet in February and like sectionals in March. So That's awesome. So you've, you started with Sarah in the spring of this year. Mm-hmm. And then what, what did long course season look like for you this past summer? I know it's a lot of different for depending on where you were at the country. What just did your general swim season look like this past summer? Right. So in South Carolina, things were starting to go back to normal over the summer. So we had a meet in June that was just fun. It was like training while we were tired and like racing. And then um, then we had our long course state meet at the end of July. And then I started to see some improvement, especially in my backstroke. My hundred, I dropped like four seconds, I think. Oh, and wow. So I, was, <laughs> I was really excited. My 200 free, I dropped four seconds long course. And so those were like, it was crazy. It was really fun. So what does that make you feel like? Cause obviously you're seeing some correlation then to the work you're putting in on land. And then obviously you've been training in the pool, you know, mm-hmm. with your coaches and the program, we don't want to forget that part of it, but I'm curious, what was your mindset then when you start having drops like that and probably seeing some improvement in the dry land as well? I was just like, I was so excited. So I was like, wow, like this is fun again because I had been like in a phase the year before where I hadn't been dropping and seeing the improvements that I'd been hoping for. And so that's part of why I decided to start something new too. And so it was just really exciting to start seeing my numbers go back to where they had been. That's awesome. Sarah, talk about around that time too, if you remember, you know, when she was having these crazy drops, what were you seeing in the weight room in particular, whether it's improvements or different phases of programming. Talk to us about from your perspective as the dry land coach. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, Maddie's progress has been pretty linear with like her weights. Like she's been improving her weights, like each phase that we do. Um, every time she tests, you know, she goes a little bit heavier, a couple more reps of things like her pull-ups um, in particular. She went from like zero pull-ups to like, how many pull-ups you got now, Maddie? Like, I think about like six. Yeah. So that, that's it's pretty good. And like, about six months. Yeah. About six months. So, um, yeah, I, so I mean, I wasn't surprised when I saw like her getting better, but really like what I noticed about Maddie um, over the summer is her confidence because when she came to me and at the end of like the school year, um, she was just in a rut. Like she was just like, this isn't even funny anymore. Like, you know, this is like, I'm burnt out, you know? And then we use Dryland, I think, to kind of give her some new goals and some new, um, new things to look forward to. So when, you know, the times weren't really hitting, you know, her weight room PRs were hitting. And so that really, I think, helped Maddie um, get to like a better mental space to compete again. So that's, that, that's been the biggest transformation that I've seen. So I'm really proud of her. That's awesome. Maddie, do you remember what your reaction was when you busted out however many pull-ups when you made that, you know, big jump, whatever? What was your mindset maybe at the start of testing? Do you remember how many pull-ups you did initially when you did the testing? like a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you knew it wasn't a, a strength of yours. So what was it like to see that kind of improvement? That's a short amount of time to go from, you know, basically zero to six pull-ups. I know. Well, I was just excited. I was proud of myself because I had put in the work. So I was excited to see what happened. Um, yeah. I mean, it happened a lot faster than I thought, but it felt worth it having doing like to do all of those pull-ups that, that Sarah will write for me. <laughs> and so it was exciting to be able to do it this time, you know, without assistance and to be able to do that many was great. That's awesome. Do you, do you feel like that confidence a little bit more too, you know, just in general, whether you're walking behind the blocks or a race or going into practice, does that make you feel more confident knowing, Hey, I can do six pull-ups now. And I couldn't do, you know, almost any, a few months ago. It does, especially going into practices. My pull used to be pretty weak. Like I was definitely a kick oriented swimmer. And so now going into pull sets, like I'm able to stay on the fastest interval where I usually swim with my lane mates and stop having to move down. And now I've like seen a ton of progress with that. Like I've been able to do like hundreds pull continuously on like hitting one Oh fives. I, I never used to be able to do that. <laughs> I would go like one twelves and like be just like dying. So it's been really exciting and it has given me a lot of confidence, like every day, just going into practice. That's awesome, Maddie. That, that just echoes what I've seen over the years of like, it, it sounds like you're a hard worker. So it wasn't like that was the issue, right? In terms of you improving in swimming and, you know, like you said, your, your 112s or whatever it was on, on the pulling sets and, but making that jump, it really just took some focus out of the water and being able to give you more strength that then you could use in the water. What was your just perspective on looking at something improving like that for you? Um, it was just great to see that improvement and to be able to know that I can target certain areas outside mm -hmm. the pool and then see those results like directly correlate when I'm swimming. That was really exciting because I know going forward, if I see maybe my kick starts to fall off a little bit, then all I have to do is target it in the gym and like work hard on it. And then I'll see the results I need to see. So that was good. Just being able to know, like I'm in control of where mm -hmm. I need to improve. 
That's awesome. Sarah, from your perspective as the dryland coach, besides pull-ups, was there something else that really jumped out in terms of the progression or improvement for Maddie? Oh yeah. Um, everything we did, she improved, like anything I throw at Maddie, she improves like instantly. She's just a quick like learner. And then she's, she's just an athlete. Um, so for example, I think her squat Maddie in six months, her squat improved over like 25 pounds. Correct. I think my squat was my deadlift was like 25, but I think my squat was like 55. It was a lot. Yeah. It was it was a lot. Yeah. I couldn't remember which one was like the one you really improved squat or deadlift, but it was a ton like, and you know, that's, that's more of a lower body exercise, but it's still a total body exercise at the same time. And even we even did bench press and you improved, like you could barely bench press the bar and now you're doing like, so hard. <laughs> now you're doing like 85 pounds on a barbell bench press. And like, as a swimmer, like I, I don't even throw that at, at most swimmers, but I, I thought you could handle it. So we put it in your program for a bit and for a phase or two. And, and you really like excelled in that too. And your core strength too. I mean, I've put some more challenging core exercises in too, and balance, coordination, power, all of it. Like you definitely improve. Patty, what are you squatting and deadlifting now? If you don't mind saying. I think I'm squatting. I want to say when we like worked it out, my one rep max for my squat was like 185 is that sound right and then my deadlift now is like when we calculated it was like 165 something like that around and this is no strength training prior to six months ago no nothing (laughs) that's good job to both of you Maddie you're you're definitely a hard worker Sarah good job with the programming that's like that's some jumps there for sure Sarah talk about the phases of programming and especially Maddie coming up on, you know, a meet, she's trying to go faster in a few weeks, especially with college recruiting. And then over the summer, from your perspective, take us in the mind of the dryland coaches, you're kind of laying all that out. Mm -hmm. So I typically work backwards. So Maddie tells me, you know, this is the event I'm training for. I want to go fast on this day. It could be a year from now. It could be six months from now. And then we kind of map it backwards. So that way I know what the end goal is. Um, so for example, over the summer, she was kind of, I mean, we had an in season there for a while, but it was summer seasons, a little weird, um, to program around, uh, cause it's kind of like an in season and an off season, depending on where you live in the country and all of that. So we did like a, an in season program and then we went into more of an off season program where we really like over the, over the summer after swim season was over, we could really work on the strength and like going into that season, uh, into the fall season, like that's where we really put in the work. And I drilled her with some volume during that time. Um, versus like now, like she's probably loving it. Cause I have her going through some tapers with dry land and, and easing up on the volume a little bit, but yeah, it all, it all comes down to what's the, what's the end goal for, you know, the next big goal and then working backwards and then considering the, the swim schedule as well, like what she's doing in the water, you know, is she doing you know, aerobic based practices, is she doing technique based practices? Is she even in the water during this time? That kind of determines, you know, what we're doing in the weight room. Maddie, talk about the first few weeks or a month that you started training with us. And was there an adjustment of like, were you more tired or sore in the water? And, and how did that play out? Because of course, it's all about what you're doing in the pool, right? We're not trying to turn you into an Olympic weightlifter. What was your perspective? Right. Well, I think when we timed it was really helpful too, because we started um, pretty much like right before our long course season started. So we had just come off a season and then my team took like a two week break. I think I went on vacation and then I came back 
And I had that first week that we started, I wasn't in the pool. And then, so that definitely helped because my practices were lighter when we started. So I wasn't feeling overwhelmed. Um, but as practices did start to ramp up, I was definitely sore, but it was, it was all right because Sarah and I would communicate on like a weekly basis. And if things were too hard or there were too many reps and I just like couldn't get it done, then we'd like reevaluate and we'd go and do it. So it worked pretty well. So where are you doing your workouts and what does that look like on a regular basis? You're doing at home, going to a gym, talk to us about that and how that works. And in conjunction with you still doing swim practices as well. Right. So my team practices every afternoon from five to seven, and then we'll have like a couple morning practices a week. But what I'll usually end up doing is I go straight from school to the gym, which is like 15 minutes from where I go to school. And then my workouts usually take about 45 minutes to an hour ish, which is like the perfect amount of time for me to go from the gym to my practice, which is about like 30 minutes in between. So it's good because I have like that 30 minutes to like eat and like hang out and, you know, get it, you know, feel it out a little bit more before I go get in the pool. And then from then I'll just go home. So it did take some adjusting, trying to figure out the timing of everything, Mm. but it works out well. And so I'll do three sessions in the gym a week. And then Sarah writes me one to do at home on Sunday that I really like. That's like mobility stuff. And that just makes me like, keeps me feeling loose before I get back in on Monday. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit more. What, what's that involved? And is it targeting certain areas or what? Um, it's a lot of just like mobility, flexibility, like strength and feeling athletic out of the water. Um, and so I really like that too, because I'll go from a really hard practice Saturday morning and then I won't be back in the pool until Monday. And so that definitely helps like keep me feeling loosened up before. So I don't get you know, too, too stagnant. No, that's awesome. Did you have any pre-existing injuries or, or issues before you started training with us? No, I haven't. Thank goodness. Still haven't. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Sarah, talk about, especially since Maddie's doing this, this dry land workout right before practices, was there a learning curve for you and her and kind of figuring out maybe intensity, volume, stuff like that? Dive into that aspect for it. Because I know a lot of coaches or swimmers sometimes are hesitant to do dry land before swimming because then they're worried about, well, the, sw- the swim practice is really going to suffer. But then if you do dry land after, then you got other issues you have to deal about. So talk to me about your perspective as the coach there. Yeah, well, that's why we do the calls. Like every, you know, every couple of weeks we do a call because that's, you know, when people sign up for dry land, like sometimes they think, oh, we're going to talk about the exercises. Well, no, like really the call is there um, to talk about your, your life and your lifestyle and how that works. So Maddie and I, you know, we often talk about, okay, what's your school schedule like, what's your swim schedule like, and then we can kind of work around um, because a dry land is always supposed to be assisting the pool, right? Like swimming is what you're competing in. Dry land is there as a tool to help you get better at swimming. So when we were in the off season, like I didn't really worry about you know, Maddie being tired at the end of a dry land session. But now as, as we go more into in season, like I want her to feel good when she gets in the water. And like, sometimes she probably is still a little bit fatigued going into those swim sessions. But, um, I think it's a strength to, to do the dry land before, um, number one, from a practical standpoint of, you know, time with your schedule, it's, and then like, nobody wants to dry land at like eight o'clock at night when you're hungry and tired and you got wet hair and you're just like 
gross, like itchy from chlorine. But um, also it's an advantage to do it before because you're getting those strength gains in and you're, you have a safer, a safer lifting session under a barbell when you have it just swam 5,000 yards or whatever. Um, so I think it's safer to lift that way too, but it's also good because you're swimming under fatigue. So it's, it can be used as a training advantage too, but we definitely do take in consideration what she's doing in the pool. And I definitely don't want to ever overtrain her either. Mm, yeah. So Maddie, it sounds like in a few weeks here, beginning of December, you have that, that mid season championship meet. And then I'm assuming, are you guys already looking at some short course season championship meets then coming in the spring? Right. So this December meet is pretty fast. So it'll be like our short course mid season meet, like you said, and then our plan for January and like the rest of December is at least in the pool. Like it's the hardest, you know, month and a half that we have. It's trying to like give us a really good platform to build off of going into our state meet in February, like mid February. That is just, that's like a drop taper, but obviously we want to go fast. And then our end of the season meet is halfway through March. And so we have like that weird period of time in between. That's like two weeks where we try to ramp it back Mm. up so we can drop it back down. Yeah. Do you have any swimming goals you'd be feel you'd be comfortable sharing with us here on the podcast that you're looking for, whether it's this season or maybe the coming season? Um, I'm edging up on those junior national cuts. We'll see. Um, I'm trying not to think too hard on them. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have dry land goals then that maybe help you focus on? So maybe share some of those then. um, Definitely. It's just, you know, when I see improvements in the numbers or I can hit an extra rep at the end, like that sort of thing does motivate me a lot. Cause I know that when I see improvement there, I'll eventually see it in the water, just having more strength. So just like the little, the little games, like maybe I finish like one of my dip sets and I did four unassisted this time. It was really, you know, just stuff like that. So those are always just great. Just like the little ones. It probably helps to chunk it down then too, and maybe not have stress of times because swimming can be such a mentally draining thing, right? If you're thinking about, oh, you know, it's this 10th or it's this hundredth where is dryland. I always felt it was a nice, just clean arena that you could just focus on. Hey, can I do one more dip unassisted or a pull-up or one extra push-up? Are you finding that that's helpful too, from a mental side? For sure. Just like having such like, I mean, swimming has tangible goals, but dryland just feels a lot less stressful just in that way that it's like, you know, if I can do it, I can. And if I can't, then maybe I'll do it next week. And so it's like that sort of thing is really helpful too. And then, like I said, just the small things make um, my confidence going into a meet like way higher. That's awesome. Sarah, what's your perspective of looking forward? I know there's probably some taper in Maddie's future, but but what are you looking towards maybe the next few weeks and, and maybe the next few months as far as the programming side? Well, Maddie's going to love me this season because the hard work, she's already put in the hardest work, like the hard, the hard strength training happens in the off season. So in season, really it's injury prevention. It's, um, doing some plyometrics, getting that contact with the, with the ground, um, to get some power work in, um, and just, you know, basically trying to maintain strength, uh, because she is doing so much volume in the pool and so much competing, and so really dryland is going to be a lot of mobility prehab, um, not super hard sessions. I would say even, even like how we have that, I call it the express dryland on Sundays. You know, we used to do, we used to do 
I think four in the off season, four strength training days. That's what she wanted. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, Maddie, let's, <laughs> we can, you're working really hard. We can taper this down a little bit. So, you know, maybe even taking it down to maybe two hard days in the weight room and one easier day versus four, you know? So yeah, the best is yet to come, Maddie, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Maddie, what would you say to your peers or maybe the peers, parents of why it's beneficial to connect with Surge Strength to get a custom online dryland program. I mean, we've heard your experience, obviously your improvement, but personally, like, what would you say to other swimmers or parents that are thinking about doing this? Um, I mean, Sarah, like she gets it because she was a swimmer, like she understands when I'm complaining about how hard practice is, like what I'm saying. She knows that like when I go to the gym, you know, things might be like, there's certain moves where she's like, if it's awkward, just like, don't do it. And so like, stuff like that, that makes it really personal. And she knows like my strengths and my weaknesses in the pool, like we've gone over it. So she knows, you know, this certain swim specific move will give me an advantage, like maybe just in my streamline and stuff like that, that I don't think I could get from an outside source who didn't Mm -hmm. have such like an in-depth knowledge of the sport. Yeah. The the swimming specificity of it, it's sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not just looking like, you know, does this exercise look like is swimming, but more like you said, Maddie, like how does it relate in the bigger picture? That's what I'm hearing from you in terms of, you know, what the swimming specificity means to you in that dryland training. Right. Like, I mean, she'll have me doing like crazy hex bar deadlifts with like bands under my feet and stuff. And, you know, and so that sort of thing, we talk about it and she tells me, you know, this is what your start's going to feel like. You're like, this is what your turn's going to feel like at an, in, like the end of a race where your legs are just like dying. So it's stuff like that, where, you know, you could take moves that are pretty common and then you can tweak them to make them more swim specific and to like give you that mental advantage too, knowing that that's what it's going to feel like later. That's when awesome. Sarah, what would you say to others that are listening that are maybe thinking about signing up for a surge strength round program? What, what can they emulate that makes Maddie such a good, successful case for us? And like, you know, her attitude or her approach, like what does it take for having a successful person come on and work with a dryland coach at Surge Strength? I'm sorry. What, what were you asking? I, I lost the question. Sorry. I always do this. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Sarah, what would you say are key characteristics if someone signs up for a surge strength driving program that they need to have that equates to success? Like Maddie obviously has had success, but what is it about Maddie's approach that really helps gel her with a dryland coach like yourself? Oh yeah. So like I said, Maddie has so much potential and, and that potential isn't just like, you know, she has good genes or whatever. <laughs> I mean, she is like naturally very athletic, but Maddie has the mindset um, to work hard. And I know that she was struggling with self-confidence a little bit, but at, at the end of last year, you know, she was down cause she added time, but it's like, you know, Maddie, you have so much going for you with your work ethic. I mean, you know, what I like to see when I get a new client is their ability to be willing to learn and to try new things, right. To be willing to open your mind up a little bit to, okay, I'm going to be willing to try this in the weight room and I'm going to give it hundred percent effort. And I'm going to see, you know, let's, let's trial and error this. Let's see if it works in the pool. And if it doesn't work, like another, another thing I love about Maddie is when something doesn't work, like she tells me, so we have really good communication there and she's honest and she's open about it. And she's just, she just is herself. And, 
that's that's what we want. And what I love about surge strength in general is it's not this prescriptive, um, you know, here's an app and here's a program. It's it's a personable relationship virtually um, with a swimmer and the parent where you know, we, we talk like real people. It's not, it's not just an exercise program. It's a, it's coaching. It's coaching in the virtual space. And I I have yet to see another swim based thing out there. That's a coaching relationship online where it's not just like an app or a try this program type of model. So. Sarah, that's awesome. Remember guys, if you want to check out a dryland program like Maddie's in, just go to surgestrength.com. Maddie, we're going to have to have you on, whether it's a few months or a year from now, have to check in. Your progress over the last few months has been incredible. Now me hearing all the numbers, Sarah, great work. Keep it up with her. We'll be seeing you know, how that leads you into the rest of 2021 and into 2022. So Maddie, thanks for joining us, taking the time out. Sarah, keep up the good work with her. Maddie, any closing thoughts before we sign off? I don't think so. Thank you for having me. I had a fun time. Awesome. Sarah, anything else to close out before we go? Uh, no, dryland's awesome. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Have you joined the Surge Strength Academy yet? It's the best decision you can make for better results from your dry land training. It's free to join the Surge Strength Academy, and you'll be able to enroll in any dry land 101 course, all for free. Now's the time to eliminate your frustration with dry land and get better results. Visit SurgeStrength.com to learn more and enroll today. That's SurgeStrength.com to join the Surge Strength Academy.